Welcome to a brand new episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Co-hosts Amanda Ware, our Christmas queen and founder of Hello Holidays, and Dr. Kara Osborne, our multi-venture guru, are ready to sit down and share their stories, insights, and wisdom to inspire aspiring trailblazers like you who are gearing up to start your own business, seeking personal growth, or looking for that spark to set your soul ablaze. You hear it all the time. Say, surround yourself with, you are the five people you hang out with. I believe that to my core. The older I get, the more I'm like, oh, that's true. Do you believe that? I absolutely do. And it's something that is a hard thing to teach our kids because inevitably they feel like we're judging their friends and then they're mad. Like, you don't like my friends. (laughs) It's like, it's not that I don't like your friends. And in fact, I actually like your friends. It's that I want you to be the best version of yourself that you can be and I am looking at the lineup of your five people and there's two or three that are real question marks and I don't want those kids working through whatever they're working through to drag you down and that is something that every kid has to go through that's something that we all have to do over and over is realign not just our friends but how are we spending our time who are we spending our time with? How are we spending our time? What are we doing with those people? So in my world, in like medicine, there's a lot around how the physical effects of that. So if your five closest friends or family, the five people you spend the most time with are all obese, you're almost 100% sure to be obese as well. If those people are all fit and active, you will be too, because that is, you do take on the behavior patterns of the people you're spending time with. You know, I think about my kids who are in like fraternities or whatever, and they're with a bunch of kids that are just kind of like sitting around like hanging out. And it's like, that's going to lead to you sitting around hanging out. You know, there's like, that's true. If your friends are all out doing stuff or everybody's getting up and going to work, you're going to get, I mean, we are social creatures. We are. It's rare for someone to not be affected by the people around them. I mean, it happens. You see, you see it happening when people like that are not affected by the people around them. They like somehow protect themselves or they're not. It's very rare. You're kind of like that. You, I would guess you are kind of like that. Like you, re, you really don't take on behaviors of where I feel like I do. I'm super affected by the people around me. My personality is very much. I hung out with people. A lot of my girlfriends were very um, image conscious, and like as soon as you get on the phone with them, FaceTime them, or you see them, the first thing they'll say is, "I don't look good," or. I don't have makeup on or I look awful. It's like, that is the last thing I thought about. Since it would happen so much, I would catch myself, you know, questioning how I looked when I was with them because they were, you know, you people's insecurities are like um, a bug. They kind of jump on you. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of contagious. If I was going to say, like, finding your five people like finding your people and like being successful there's two things I would say is not being afraid of being embarrassed like if you can be like not easily embarrassed and you can not and not being afraid of being lonely that's a really 
those are two tools. Right. So um, I think this is part of that, uh, like, social instinct thing. Like, people who, in their instincts that are high social, will tend to say, I'd rather have friends, even if I know they're kind of a hot mess, than not have friends. And so when you bring up, like, wow, seems like this crowd's, like, got different priorities or whatever it's like well yeah but then I won't have any friends right it's like okay what are friends for really you know what are the people that you spend time with for really and if you're not getting that from the people that you're with maybe you need to think about because I think what people don't always weigh is the drag or the like you know, downside of spending a lot of time with people who have really misaligned priorities or who just have, you know, unhealthy behavior patterns. Like, if all your friends drink all day, you're probably going to drink all day. And then are you really living your, like, best life if you're, you know, fat and drunk? Probably not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, but the inertia right Mm -hmm. if that's just kind of your crowd and that's kind of what you're used to doing it takes a fair amount of like energy and work to change that no totally people fall into habits they fall into crowds being intentional about who you surround yourself with is really important and also really hard really hard you know i think when we're kids we often are just whoever's around, right? Whoever's in our class mm-hmm. at school, who our parents are friends with. And it takes growing up a little and having the mind shift to say, like, I'm actually going to choose my friends wisely. Oh, gosh, Kara. That's not a thing anymore. Like, in our area, which I don't know other areas, I only know my area, social engineering is such a thing for parents that kids don't have to make their own friends because parents have already made their friends for them. And I have noticed, I kind of was that way with Harry, and but Georgia, I've never, I don't make her friends. She makes her own. And she's so much better than I would have been. I'm like, whoa, you were way better at making friends than I could have picked you out. Like if I would have made her go and hang out with all the people that I wanted her to, like, oh my gosh, she has a, you know, a gut check. We, there is a fear of like, oh, who you hang out with. There is that. And if you follow your gut and you, line yourself with values it is a lot easier instead of looking at what everybody else is doing or who we should be friends with my i'm social stack my before not at this moment but in my, when, your age for sure it was how many friends can i have it feels you know because that feels safe to just have so many options like i never would just invite you over i'd invite five other people and that felt safer for me when this podcast started, I caught myself like doing a friend audit, like before, actually, maybe what, when we started talking about the podcast, I was like doing like a friend audit of like, okay, I've got to be more com- better with my time. I have to know who, and I had so many, it felt overwhelming to like, who can I just really, who is benefiting this season of my life and focusing on that. Now it is so much easier of kind of like 
cleared that water. But you said this, and this is this is like maybe going off topic, but Mel Robbins says, because I'm like, who's going to support me? When I put myself out there on this thing, I'm going to say things that are going to piss people off. No one, People aren't going to like me. And Mel Robbins says this, and she says, you know, people are... People can't support you because they can't even support themselves. Gotcha. Like, that is right. And you said that to me. You're like, get ready. It's just going to happen. Like, I can't expect everybody to have my back if I make a bad choice. And I think that was my unconscious, like, oh, if I mess up, I'm not going to have anybody. That's just not true. Why did I think that? Why was that fear there? Um, well, I think in general, if you have been a part of sexual circles that are very judgmental, then it's fair to be afraid of judgment. So if, mm. in general, people sit around and sort of critique each other or criticize or they just think it's something to talk about or whatever, groups of particularly women, although actually men do it some too, it, the topic of conversation is to basically like, you know, sort of criticize or bitch about the people that you're friends with, right? Then it's fair when you do something new or whatever to expect to be judged because frankly, you've been a part of doing exactly that, right? And I think the tricky part is saying like, A, that's not what I want my social time to be spent doing is talking about who's doing what. You know, I, I can't even remember. I wish I could attribute the quote to whoever actually said it, but this idea that you know, as as human development moves along, that uh, the more secure you get, the less likely you are to talk about other people. So you go from talking about people to talking about ideas to talking about, like, action, right? And so the most secure, most sort of well-adjusted thing is to be with a group of people where you're talking about what each of you is doing in the world. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. If you can, like, have, oh my gosh, when I'm with, like, you're, you know, talking about, like, ideas and I can't be with people who talk about people anymore. I can't talk about just the events that are going on anymore. Like, I can't talk about events and people anymore. It is like, I want to know what's going on in your life. What are you learning about? Are you, like, what, how are you changing? Well, how are you growing? How are you seeing goodness work around you? What, what's great going on? And that, those are the people I'm going to do, spend my one-on-one -on -one time with. Yeah. So, generally, I think being really aware of who you spend your time with and being intentional about it is really the best thing you can do for your own growth and development is saying, how am I spending my time? Who am I spending my time with? And it's not from a place of being rude or hateful or exclusionary. It's not to say, oh, I don't like you. It's to say, I have to focus on being totally. the best version of myself that I can. There are a lot of people that I love hanging out with that are just not good for me. Same. <laughs> you know? It's actually a ton of fun. And like, if I had a lot of unstructured free time. Like I can think of several groups of people who, you know, have maybe not the world's healthiest habits that I actually really enjoy hanging out with. But is that helping me grow or be the best version of myself? No, it isn't. Right.
That's it. I'm, and I'm that way for, I'm not a good, I'm the same. I am that for other people where I'm not, I'm not the best thing for them on their path right now. And I'm not taking it personally. And I hope they're not either um, at this season, but being intentional and maybe we don't judge everybody else on who they hang out with either. So people don't judge us. I got to get over the judgment stuff. That's a problem. That's, yeah. It's your stress response. It's my stress response. It feels safe. I told you about that Times article that just came out about religion, and it says why are people leaving churches in the and I mean, fat, more than ever before in history, the church is shrinking, and why is that? And I I feel like I am a prime example. I would never in a million years not to think we're at we're, we would not be going to the Church of Christ every Sunday right now. And it said the more dogmatic a group is, the less likely people are to leave and the less likely people are to join. Okay, so um, this is something that I've been asked a lot. And actually, it's part of why we are doing the podcast in the first place is around mentorship. Mentorship for younger entrepreneurs, mentorship just in general, student teacher mentorship. My personal approach, and that's all I know how to speak from, has been to find people who were doing what I thought I wanted to do and go find a way to make myself useful to them. So in terms of how do you learn to be successful or if you're young and just starting out, how do you learn how to do the things that successful people do if that's not something that you've been surrounded by as a child or you know if that's not something that you are coming to naturally how do you make that happen and I think first off many of my mentors are people that I've never met that I know only from things they've written or uh, video content or um, if I think about some of the people like Brene Brown that that the things they teach have altered my behavior and the way I am in the world. Most of them are not people that I, you know, interact with in person on a daily basis. And I think that's more and more true with the sort of proliferation of social media. You can find mentors in any corner of the earth and make them your mentor just by following their uh, produced content. Past that, I think, if you can offer something, if it's bi-directional, if you're not just saying, hey, please teach me, but you're saying, I want to come work alongside you, you have a much better chance of getting somebody to really engage as a mentor. And you really learn by doing and you learn by being a part of things that are not scheduled. You learn by just being around. And so figuring out ways to be around people who are doing what you want to do, whether that's personal or professional, but particularly professionally, which is why, you know, health insurance and the 401k are not always the deciding factors about what job to take. Like, I would spend more time getting to know the person that you're going to report to than the task list or the benefits plan of a job. Is that somebody that you think you can learn something from? Is that somebody that you feel like you're going to have a positive experience in growing your own skill set? And if not, probably don't take it. You know, if you go meet with your direct supervisor and you're like, oof, maybe keep looking. Yeah. What do you think?
Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, I feel like that's a little easier to say than done. I know, see, I feel like you had the confidence at that age than I did. I mean, we got to know. Like, I, Kara, I think this needs to be clear. You and I, I'm one month older, older than you, and I graduated high school when you graduated college. So you had a little bit different perspective. I'm like, uh, I wouldn't have thought, I would have been like looking for all the good. I wouldn't have even known to trust my gut that that might not work. And then I would have done everything to make that boss happy. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Kara and Amanda, your soul blazing big sisters, are just laying the foundation for all of the amazing things to come. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, be notified of any discounts, or get a glimpse of what we are working on behind the scenes, go to soulblazers.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, Soul Blazers.